Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us, Out of Bounds, as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast with host Corey Harrison. Today we have a great show here on Out of Bounds. We start with Corey's Lakers. Currently the team is 9-7 without superstar forward Anthony Davis in the lineup. Head coach Frank Vogel was asked about the record without AD in the lineup, but shifted the focus to the remainder of the season, stating, I'm looking at it like we're starting the second half of our season, Vogel said. We're 2-0 during that stretch. No one was happy with how we finished going into the break. We just got to play through it. Put that stretch behind us. We are still undermanned right now, and we're going to be for some time. We just got to compete and win games. Corey, are you at all concerned with how long AD has been been out, and what do you make of Coach Vogel's comments? And can the Lakers maintain without AD for the next couple of weeks and maintain a good playoffs position headed into the postseason? I'm not particularly um, concerned because the the Lakers are still um, right in the thick of the, the playoff hunt right now. Um, but there is no replacing AD's production. Just through 23 games, he's 22.5 points averaging um, rebounds. They're taking a dip from his career average. It's ten point three. All of his uh, his uh, statistical status stats are down right now currently. But as far as the team not being able to, you know, string together, you know, games and things like that, I think that they'll be just fine um, as long as they can try to right the ship some kind of way. But I don't want them to, you know, try to sign. Just any, you know, any guy just to re- try to replace his production. They just need to make sure that when he gets back, they don't dip too far in the, in the stats. Or they don't dip too far um, in the rankings. With when I listen to Coach Vogel and his comments that were made about, um. The Lakers playing without AD. 
he tried to make you know I, I I know that he's trying to you know use a safe approach when he's you know speaking about the team without him, but make no mistake about it, he's ready for AD to get back because they've already been they was already thin in the middle before they got Mark Gasol. With the addition of Mark Gasol and the subtraction of JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard, they was already rendered um you know weak in the post with losing those two guys. Now I for one was happy when we got Mark Gasol because I knew what he did in the Toronto run for their title. We didn't get the same Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol that we got, he looks like he's always a step slow. Within, you know, a few minutes of just being inserted into the game, he's already in foul trouble. And I first guessed that we was going to have to do something. We was going to have to sign somebody midseason. You know, with the trade deadline um, fastly approaching, um, I think this March the 25th is the deadline. There are still some names out there. I've, I've been hearing um, Whiteside. I think that if we could possibly swing that, that would be a fit. I mean, like I said, we're not going to be able to replace Anthony Davis offensively. But defensively, we're going to have to find a way to um, stop opposing bigs from getting in the paint. We're going to have to, you know, grab more rebounds, you know, and and try to man the ship, you know, until AD returns back. I'm, you know, the the question was, am I concerned? Right now, the Lakers are where they need to be. You know, I start getting more concerned as we start getting, you know, later in the season, getting close to playoff time, because then even when AD gets back, He's going to be battling rust. He hasn't played. Um, with, I feel like the Lakers are trying to, you know, figure out who they have the next man up mentality. Uh, we did sign Damon Jones to another ten day, and I think he's serviceable. But I also think that we still need to try to tinker around with the roster a little bit more. Now there's you know, a lot of different free agents that are that are out there, and it just seems like every single free agent or anybody that's on the buyout market, the Lakers are associated with this player. And I feel like the chemistry needs to be um, at the forefront because you just can't add any player into this rotation. They have a unique setup the way they have it right now, and you just can't just throw any big or any player into the mix, you know, and expect for it to turn to gold. LeBron has a unique skill set of bringing guys together and getting the most out of them. And... He's getting older, so it's, it's getting a little bit more tougher for him to be able to carry a team 
like he once did, you know, in Cleveland and Miami. And he needs to, you know, he's he's the the load is getting a little bit more heavier. And what the Brooklyn Nets are doing, it's just gonna be just it's gonna be really tough. The concern I have is that do we have enough firepower? Are we gonna have enough to stack up? And that's that that question remains to be seen. AD is a generational talent. You're not going to find an AD in draft. There is not too many players currently that's playing, that plays that position, that's of AD's caliber. He's able to stretch the floor. He's able to put the ball on the floor. And there's not too many bigs that can contain him when when he's in the paint. There's not enough bids that are fast enough to stretch the floor when he's uh, shooting from three. And we definitely miss him. But right now, like I said before, we're not in horrible shape. Now, the close before the break, we look horrible. We didn't look like we want we were competing. We looked like we had, you know, given up. But since returning back, I feel like that we are still in the mix. Currently we're sitting at twenty seven and thirteen, and that's good for third place. Still crazy to see that Utah and Phoenix are sitting atop of the Western Conference. Crazy how this year has really shaped up. You got the Clippers behind us, the Nuggets sitting at five. You got the Trailblazers sitting at uh, six. The Spurs, surprisingly, at seven. And you got the Mavs in the eighth spot, the Warriors in the ninth spot. And you got the Grizzlies sitting at 10th. Ten players, I mean, ten teams will be able to get into the postseason because the play-in game. And I feel like the Warriors will probably get in before the Grizzlies do, in my opinion, because Steph has really shown me um, that he can still compete at a high level. But to wrap up this particular topic, can the Lakers over the next couple weeks during this stretch, maintain a good playoff position? I'm going to say yes, because currently, uh, since the break, we're on a three-game winning streak. You might say that we, you know, had a, you know easy transition back with the time off, but we play who we play, play who's in front of us. And I think as long as we don't go on a crazy losing streak, don't push the panic button too too fast. AD gets back in time for playoffs, and we'll be set to repeat. Um, I do believe that 
once we do get AD back, I still would like to have um, a serviceable big to help with minimizing his minutes so he doesn't have to be on the floor as, as much because we don't want this injury to get even worse, as we saw with KD. He had the, he had the same situation. It's almost like deja vu. We're not in the, trying to rush AD back right now. Let him rest, and then we can get started with this, this playoff push. All right, we're going to take a quick break before we head into our next segment. We are back again. Thanks for joining us in our next segment we will dive into. Corey's media sessions with the Dallas Mavericks and get his perspective on team's playoffs hopes. Currently, the team is holding in, holding to the eighth spot in a tough Western Conference. The team has won 11 of their last 15 games as they have made a significant run-up in the standings. Luka Doncic is working on his way back into the MVP race. KP has returned to his all-star form as the Mavs look to be a force in the playoff race. Corey, what is your overall perspective of the current state of the team, and what chances do you give them in the postseason? First and foremost, I want to um, quickly point out um, that we got some breaking news about the Dallas Mavericks today. Um, legendary Sean Bradley was involved in an accident on January where he was riding his bike and severely um, damaged his spinal cord. Um, it was devastating news when I heard it. I quickly wanted to you know, point that out before um, I begin to speak on the team. It's, you know, basketball. Um, it's a very serious injury. Um, they're saying that he's paralyzed currently, um, hoping that he's bounced bounces back, hope hoping uh, for the best for him. Um, he's going to have a long road to recovery, um, and my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Um, to start, the, you know, it's been a great opportunity to be able to, like I said before, sit in on these pregame and postgame interviews with the players and things like that. Very invaluable um, experience. You know, something I'm going to always remember. I'm hoping that um, once, you know, everything starts opening up and things start returning back to normal, I'll be able to actually go to the NBA games and uh, meet these players and speak to them and things like that and continue um working on my dream and you know that's you know make sure that this podcast is successful you know making sure I'm delivering quality content and things like that but to answer the question currently the team is 8 and 8 they just lost to the clippers at 20 and 18 now there has been so many different rumors surrounding KP and his status with the team. Now, I've gone on record before 
that before KP had even played one game for the Mavericks, they had paid him a four-year, $158 million contract. And this is before I actually started covering the team. And I was, you know, kind of concerned about the, the amount of uh, years that they gave and how much money that they gave with an injured player. And I thought to myself that they must really believe in what he could possibly bring to this team. And with his skill set, they didn't call him the unicorn for nothing. He does things that people his size shouldn't be able to do. You know, he's, you know, when healthy, he's a force. They've won 11 of their last 15 games, which is really good because when I first started covering the team, they were, you know, losing um, games a lot. But one of my favorite players on the team that's not named Luca would be Jalen Brunson. And I had a chance to speak to him a few times um, on some of these post-game interviews. And he's really, year over year, has really progressed. I'm really um, excited when I watch him because I've, I've seen where he came from from last year in the bubble up until now. And he's, you know, he's playing pretty good where he, he might, could possibly um, be in the starting rotation. For the team, and the the issue that I've you know I've always had with the Mavericks is that they always have had you know great uh, offense. Their defense has always been in question, and just like the old cliche, defense wins championships. They're going to have to um, win the games that they're supposed to win. And work just as hard at games that nobody gives them a chance to to to, uh, to win. And I feel like that they will be in contention. Last year they took. Um, I I feel like the the Clippers really had um, a tough time with them. If it wasn't for that blown call in the first game, and KP getting ejected that first game. I do believe that if KP was healthy that whole entire game, they could have beaten the Clippers. And then we know what the result was. The Clippers went on to play Denver, and they um, gave up the the lead. Um, my Lakers won the championship. They had to point that out. But the the what I what I do what I what I will say about this. As long as Luca continue to play the way he's been playing, KP's playing the way he's been playing, and then you have the other guys contributing as well, they're gonna be in the mix. I think I still think that they're probably a piece away from really, really making a deep push. And I think 
they're going to possibly be looking into doing something before this deadline. Mark my words. I do believe that the Mavericks are going to be major players in free agency. Um, who is out there? Um, who are they looking at right now? They really haven't really um, – I haven't really seen any any significant push for anybody right now. I did hear a few uh, shows where um, KP uh, possibly might be um, shopped, but nothing concrete. Mark Cuban has went on record and says that KP is off limits, but, you know, I feel like, you know, when you're in contention, you know, you might be a piece away, and that one piece, you know, might be the, the deal breaker. And, and I feel like everybody should be, um, in play, with the exception of Luca, Luca is untouchable. But the other players and things like that, I think that if they need a piece and they feel like the the players they're looking at can help, then they need to make that move. But um, they're probably. I think they can probably end the season on this eight with the with the eight spot. And I think that they could possibly get into um, the postseason. And depending on who they get, they could possibly advance. They are fully capable of advancing if they can get the right team and they find the right chemistry. But we shall see. This season has really been interesting, to say the least. So we're going to wrap up the show on that note. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to shout out my sponsor, Manscaped. Support for the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code OUTABOUNDS at manscaped.com. Great show, Corey. Thank you for listening to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Make sure you like, rate, and leave a review, and we will catch you on the next one. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.